Welcome to A Page in My Journal by the Gate and Word Podcast. Your hosts today are Shalise Nance and myself, Susie Romans. Hey, Shalise. Hey, how's it going? Hey, uh, we survived Halloween. <laughs> now we're into Thanksgiving time and I'm loving the leaves. And I want to know what is your favorite thing about this time of year? Oh, gosh. Well, obviously, I mean, thinking about Halloween, I... Maybe I gained a few pounds and now I just lost them and now I'm going to gain them in just a few days. But besides that, I mean, I absolutely love the leaf colors. And Derek and I were talking about going for a drive up to Carter Mountain. And he looked at me like, why do we have to go anywhere? We just walked in our neighborhood and the leaves were so beautiful. They are. That's my favorite thing. I think it testifies of the Savior in every place you look. I learned that once in a seminary lesson. And I say, have all the pie you want. Life is short. Sounds good. I'll eat up. (laughs) So today we are so excited to have our wonderful sister from our ward, Kim Warnick, here to talk to us today, who's somebody we love and adore. And we're excited to talk to her today about gratitude and some of the things that she has learned. She's pushed through so many hard trials and shown so much grace and gratitude for her blessings. And we would want to hear her thoughts today. So Kim, you're one of my favorite people in the world. Well, you just take a minute to tell a little bit about yourself. I would be delighted to. You guys are my favorites. I was raised in a very low middle class family and there was always food on the table, but sometimes we only ate waffles because that was all we had. And I remember the bishop asking me once if I wanted to go to girls camp and I wanted to go in the worst way, but there was no money for girls camp and I was embarrassed and I told him I absolutely didn't want to go. Even when I earned money, sometimes my parents would have to borrow it for me to keep the family going. But we had a wealth of other things, love and experience. But I think those early life experiences helped me be incredibly grateful for everything that has come to me in later years. I was raised as an oldest child and my parents had lost a child three years before. So I was raised like a princess in all the right ways. My parents joined the church after we had, I had two other sisters and then they had three more children, all boys. It was kind of two separate families, the girls and the boys. And I am 19 years older than my youngest brother, whom I adore. I was raised in Atlanta and I always thought that Virginia had to be in the North because it was so far away. (laughs) So I got a full scholarship to BYU and it was possible to get in there. And I had an amazing one year of college and then I met Lee. I married him and went to work in Signetics Factory doing um, bonding semiconductor circuits to put him through school. And then I was too busy raising four children to go to school. And finally, when the last child left home, with Lee's financial and emotional support, I went to Reynolds Community College in VCU and graduated magna cum laude with a degree in English. That was one of the greatest joys in my life, and I'm convinced that not getting a formal education when I was young and not getting it until my 50s brought me incredible gratitude and joy. And I'm certain I appreciated it more than if I'd gone to school in my youth. Mm-hmm. Lee and I had a fabulous life together. And at 64, he, um, dis- we discovered, 65, we discovered that he had kidney cancer. To date, there's no cure for it. They tried three targeted therapies and I, none of them worked, but I think it helped further scientific knowledge about this cancer. He died at 67 in our home, and one of my greatest blessings occurred at that time, and I know where he is. I wish I knew what he was doing, but it must be terribly important. However, the blessings of the temple assure me that he would not have left had his work on earth not been finished, and I'm grateful for that knowledge. 
Wow. Wow. What a, what a wonderful backdrop to, to learn about you. So, Kim, though, you didn't mention your children. Are they boys or are they girls? Oh, yes. I have four daughters. And if you can only have one, I say go with girls. <laughs> Kim, I disagree. <laughs> I think you should only have boys. <laughs> That will be another podcast debate. Girls are hard to raise, but once you get them raised, they're generally wonderful women in your life. So, yeah, four daughters. The oldest is 48, and the youngest is 37, and amazing women. They are. I agree with you. One thing I have to add, though, I mean, you said you got to eat waffles. In my house, if we ate waffles, we're cheering. That's, I know. That's a great dinner to have or And I'm so. grateful. You cannot complain about having waffles, particularly when you don't know why you're having waffles. Yeah. They're great. I mean, it sounds better than porridge. <laughs> now you can add somebody got really creative and added chicken to them. Who would have ever thought you'd oh, have chicken and waffles? Yes. But that so is like a... Gross. Yeah, that's a big no thank you for me. <laughs> so today, we want to talk a little bit about gratitude. You have served in a variety of colleagues in our ward and stake and have been such a great asset and inter- integral part of our community here. So in this month, um, give us your thoughts about gratitude, what you think about it. You know, I'm so blessed to be a daughter of God and blessed to know that. And you couldn't have asked for me to talk about a better topic. Lee read Benjamin Franklin's autobiography decades ago, and Ben Franklin would always choose 12 or 13 virtues, and in his pragmatic way, he'd say, if I can master these, I will be the best person. Well, Lee loved that thought, so he chose his 12 or 13 virtues, and he wrote them on half of an index card, and every week he would focus on one of those. That's and so cool. It's really cool because he did. He did. And so sometimes... would you, well, I'm sorry, Kim, would you know which virtue he was I working on that week? I could guess by the end of the week. I could tell. <laughs> and I, you know, I loved sometimes doing the laundry and finding a card in a pocket that he hadn't taken out. He was real and he did good things. Did so. you ever bring out one of the past cards for him to work on it again? Oh, <laughs> missed opportunity. Oh, wish I had a second t- chance. I don't. Think you I'll, will. You will. <laughs> I doubt that he'll need po- cards in his pockets. I don't think I ever saw him writing cursive. He always printed things, and he was kind of draftsman printing, and I just loved the memory. And I did find all those when I was cleaning out his things. So they're a treasure to me to have those. But um, if virtue was written on there, the actual. Um, virtue of virtue he'd keep that all week and um, it would remind him and I could usually guess and it would make me smile Um, and it filled my heart with gratitude that he wanted to be a good person and I know for a fact that his number one virtue was gratitude great story I'm gonna tell Greg I'm getting him some index cards (laughs) (laughs) see if I can guess at the end of the week if he was really doing it or not (laughs) Kim, I know you as a person who is really grateful and shows gratitude, but do you have any daily practices that help you show gratitude to God as well as to others? I wish that I faithfully kept a gratitude journal. Whenever somebody gives that out in a lesson and I've given them out in lessons, I'll do it for a while. Um, And they're wonderful, but I am not faithful in keeping them. But for me, gratitude is a way of life. And um, truly, when I get in my car... I would say 90% of the time I'm grateful for good tires and a car that runs because growing up we never knew if the car was going to start and we sometimes had to make two trips because we had a VW bug and there were six children. So just those little things that now are cute and funny um, because they've passed and they're not 
but I've remembered them. So also when I drive up to my house, I would say 99% of the time, my heart is full of gratitude for my beautiful home and for the love that's in my home. So I think it's important to remember. I think my practice is remembering and not forgetting hard times, but that choice to not be bitter about them, but to use them to make life better today, to be grateful for them. And um, those kind of things are a huge help to me to just remember. In my prayers, I always try to express gratitude at the beginning. Um, I gave a state conference talk or a ward conference talk years ago about a friend I had in Bonnier that um, could only eat nine foods and lived in a yucky part of town because her family didn't want to take care of her anymore. And she had um, autoimmune disease and um, environmental allergies. and she had an experience where she was laying in bed at night and could actually hear gunfire out of her window in Southside in the bad part of town she lived in. And she said to God, I just don't know why you keep me here. There's nothing to be grateful for. And the spirit whispered to her, gratitude is so important. You have to find it. And she looked around that room and she saw her Venetian blinds. I do not like Venetian blinds, but they gave her <laughs> privacy and she expressed gratitude and the spirit filled her heart and said, yes. This is important, and I've never forgotten that. So I try to list very specific things, and I think the little things make life sweet and easier. And so I try hard to remember the little things in my prayers. That's wonderful. Do you think that we can develop an attitude of gratitude do that people can, is there something that they can do in their heart or mind that helps them be more grateful? There is. I love that thought about an attitude of gratitude. For some people, like Lee, I think it came very easily, but I think we need to work on it if we haven't. Um, my daughter, Christine, is really good at that, and we've had some big family prob problems lately, and we meet every Sunday night at 7 o'clock. A while ago, we were having a family conference on Sunday night, and as it ended, I was a little down and depressed, and Christine said, mother and she brought up three tender mercies that i had overlooked and they were really minuscule and she said mom focus on the blessings and it did cheer me up so we can develop that attitude by forcing ourselves to find the tiniest tender mercy and i'm convinced from my experience that when we find a tender mercy we will see more if we will express gratitude for it he will unveil more of them for us and another way to develop gratitude is to ask to be shown what to be grateful for, like my friend. So pray and plead to see our blessings. Plead to be overwhelmed with gratitude. Oh, I love that. That's a wonderful idea. I think that's interesting, Kim, though, when you mentioned about a minuscule of seeing something that at least I found in my life when I look for that small thing, I'll say what it is. And it seems so small. And because it is, it almost just makes me laugh. Like yes. it, it brings humor like this is what I'm grateful for. But you know what? It it helps you. The humor in it maybe. And I recognize that some things are not humorous. But it, that's helped me a little bit too. Is seeing that this is the little thing. Okay. This is what it is. You know, I love uh, that. You and Susie both are so good at humor. Humor <laughs> helps with gratitude. Yes. It's not wrong to laugh over. Yeah, this is got to be grateful for this terrible thing. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah. And also, you know, I think we can always look around and see somebody who has a more difficult road than we do. And sometimes that propels us to have more gratitude for the simple things that we take for granted every day. Very not, true. Not everybody has, you know, just running water and heat and light and, you know, Netflix. 
whatever it is. And when the cable about. goes out, my world falls apart. I don't have cable, but yes, <laughs> I know. Oh, Comcast so, knows me by name, so. So kind of leading into this, Kim, is why is having gratitude in your life in, or in anyone's life important? Because I think it is one of the primary virtues that God wants us to have. Um, Lee gave talks on gratitude. I can remember several and family home evenings on it. And I immediately looked up two verses. One in Doctrine and Covenants 79.7. He says, Thou shalt thank the Lord thy God in all things. Mm -hmm. And the other one, which I think in the same section, 79, is verse 21. Listen to this. And in nothing doth man offend God, or against none is his wrath kindled, save those who confess not his hand in all things and obey not his commandments. So gratitude's right up there with obedience. And I think these verses make it so clear that we've got to confess God's hand, not because we have to, because as in all commandments, it makes us happy to do it. It makes us laugh. It makes us think, it's not so bad that the oven just broke. I have food in my fridge. It just gives us that contrast. And well, so and today, I love that scripture because today, nowadays, I think the attitude we all want to say is, I can do it on my own. But here in that scripture, it's so powerful to say the attitude more is, I think, I can do this with God's help. Yes. You know, so. I, and I love today, I, of course, I love Lynn White so much, but today when he bore his testimony and talked about how they needed two sisters to come in to do the ceiling. And, you know, like just he immediately thought that's a tender mercy from God that these two ladies showed up and walked in here. Some people would have said it was a circumstantial thing and and he was able to look at it. No, they, that the Lord's hand was in that and, and see that as a tender mercy. And that, that touches me in the most simple little things that happen every day that we see the Lord's hand if we're looking for it. Yeah. You know, and it's really an attitude, I think. So... Gosh, all these wonderful things you've shared is have been really great. Tell us, Kim, what you think, what kind of things can we be grateful for? I think it's what Shalise just said, the little things. A sunny day when we need it not to rain for whatever reason. The rain so we don't have to water the yard. Having just enough eggs for a recipe and not having to go to the store. Having a child hug us when we most need it. Living in gratitude allows us to feel joy in all circumstances, particularly the little ones. And I think President Nelson and President Monson both said that our happiness has nothing to do with our circumstances. And when we're grateful, we become aware of that so that our circumstances don't destroy us. Big things that are given to us are equally important and we can truly be grateful for the big gifts that come into our lives. But no matter how hard we work, we truly don't deserve anything. We are covered and blessed by the grace of Jesus Christ. We had been married three months when a drunk driver came down 900 East in Provo and slammed into our old car and made it undrivable. The driver fled on foot. The police never found him and our insurance had to take care of the repairs that took three months. And it was winter time. So we walked everywhere or had to get rides in the middle of winter. And when the car was repaired and back in our possession, we were so grateful that Lee suggested we should have a fast of gratitude. That had never occurred to me, and I was glad that he suggested that. So over the decades of our lives, there have been times where we've fasted in gratitude for things that have come and gone particularly well. Wow, that's a beautiful thought. Wow, walking around Provo in the winter. Ha! You know, there are worse things. (laughs) 
but that seemed quite bad because I was 19. That was the best. <laughs> and you were from Atlanta, so yes! it, was, it was pretty cold. Probably I mean, being in Virginia with no air conditioning would be equally as bad as being in Provo in the yes, freezing cold. I agree. <laughs> well, Kim, in closing, we want you to share with us one thing you want your posterity to know about your testimony of Jesus Christ. This is my favorite question, and this is why this podcast should be attached to my family search um, records, because I believe that each generation has to discover the gospel. My parents made it easier because they joined the church when I was five, almost six, and throughout our lives, they constantly said, at least weekly, if not daily, we are so blessed to have this gospel and this church and all these things that change our lives. And that really helped for me to develop a testimony, but it wasn't until I got my back against the wall and had to find out for myself that I only believed beyond their belief. And so that's what I want to tell my descendants is gaining your own testimony, which can be greatly enhanced by gratitude is up to you. It's the greatest gift you can give yourself to seek and obtain a testimony of God's plan and our own part in that plan. Oh, that's beautiful. Boy, I hope they're listening. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kim, for being here. And thanks for joining us today on the Gate and Ward podcast, a page in my journal. We look forward to meeting with another member of our ward to share their thoughts. Hope everyone's having a great November, enjoying the beautiful leaves and the fall weather and having as much pie as you want. Yes, definitely. Turkey, turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.